Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. From the Detail Podcast, I'm Rob Pax, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Hello, Paul. Hi, Rob. You okay, mate? You having a good week after the disappointment of the semi final? Um, I've had better weeks, mate, to be honest with you, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to take in it on, on Sunday. I mean, semi final to be two minutes away from Wembley, then have it snatched away from you for another, for another 12 months is an hard one to take. But I've spoke to a few people this week and over the weekend and they said the same thing to me you know, we've still got a lot to play for this season it's not like it's the end of the season now there's still an awful lot on we can still make another semi-final in that Super League semi so, uh, so yeah I think we've got to just uh, put all our energies into that now mate yeah we're going to be talking all about that later on the show what have we got on the show as well Paul? we've got a review of the Wigan game we've got uh, Tyrone McCarthy Craig Kopjack and Chris Wallace player interviews we've got Ian Watson in Coach's Corner we've got a special interview with Steve Blakely ex-Salford uh, favourite but we've also got the news, the amateur report, and a preview of whole, the whole game on Friday. Cool. So what we'll do, we'll look back at the semi-final defeat against Wigan. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Red Devils, Challenge Cut Greens ended at 1-2 on Sunday. They went down 27 points to 14 against the Wigan Warriors, Paul. A brave, brave effort. Yeah, it certainly was a brave effort, Rob, yeah, and especially after the last few weeks we've had in the league, you know, we've, we've been dis- a bit disappointed, really, it was very poor against Lee the week before, and, you know, I spoke to a few supporters before the game, and they were fearing the worst a bit, and, uh, you know, going 12 points down early on, it seemed to look like we were going to get blown away, but, you know, Ian Watson and this t- team this year have got a lot of character, and I thought they showed an awful lot there to come back into that game, and, we had Wigan rocking there, and I thought at half time at 14 12, you know, we shocked him with two back to back tries, and it wasn't to be in the second half, but I thought it was a really valiant effort. Yeah, before I actually start talking about the game, what, a, what an occasion. Over 5,000 Salford fans there. Warrington Town Centre was buzzing before the game, wasn't it, Paul? It certainly was, yeah. That's the earliest I've ever been to a game for years. I was there about, about quarter to 11 when I got there, and this is said to me in the morning, where are you going? And this early, just wanted to get there, really, and, you know. Sample the atmosphere, and I mean, it's not often we get to semi finals, and like, what it was a special day. And I mean, you look at the, the, the photographs of that, that stand behind the goal, there was absolutely ram packed in there. We had people in the seats on the side, as well as the noise that the, the support had made. That was tremendous on the, on Sunday. It was a great atmosphere, it was a great occasion, it was a good game as well. It was a really exciting game, and uh, obviously, a shame we couldn't get the result, but it was great to be part of that, that day. Yeah, the historic game. You know, loads of Reds turning up and it was great in the town, but all the pubs were full and really great atmosphere and hopefully, you know, we get used to that kind of thing, you'll get even more Reds for the next one. That's it, mate. I think the thing is for me, it's, uh, you just don't want to wait another 19 years now for our next one, do you, really? And that's my only fear going into to next season. I, I don't want to have a poor season and end up in the bottom four. Next season, we've got to build on this now. 
you know, be regularly up there in the top eight. And, you know, if, if we can do that and add a few players to the squad and just keep building slowly, we're going to gain experience from that. I think, that, for me, that was a, a thing on, on Sunday, really. I, I thought there was, there was bits of our play that we didn't do right in that second half. It wasn't quite smart enough. I think we can play the occasion a bit better than we did in the second half. Obviously, that comes with experience. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was good to get there. Obviously, a bit of a... They're a choker to lose, you know, getting that close to Wembley. I mean, we was 40 minutes away, really, what we leaving at half-time. So, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one to take, but we've just got to bounce back from that now, Yeah, looking at the team, uh, nine levels at full-back, Greg Johnson, Chris Welland, Junior Sal, Manu Vatai, Todd Carney, Michael Dobson, Lamatazzi, Logan Thompson, Craig Cotjack, Ben Nerdett-Masala, Josh Jones, and at least falls well, Arrakis. On the bench for Salford with Gaz O'Brien, Olsi Krasnike, Tyrone McArthur and George Griffin. Uh, two debut boys, Manu, Manu Vatel and Tyrone McCarthy, you know, putting good shifts in there. Yeah, I thought they both did. Ty- Tyrone McCarthy really impressed me. I thought he had a lot of energy about him. Very athletic. And um, he's a good defender. And he looks a really exciting player. You know, um, sometimes you bring blokes in and, you know, it takes him a while, doesn't it, to, to adjust. I mean, when we brought that James Hassan earlier in the season, it took him a while to adjust. But Tyrone seemed to, to slot in straight away. He took his try really well. And he was unlucky not to score another try when uh, when he challenged for that ball with, with Sam Tompkins. Manu Vatai, I thought he looked a bit rusty early on, but as he as the game wore on, he settled in. And there was, a, there was one run in particular that he did where I think he ran at um, the Wigan prop forward, that Brian Sutton, I think it was. And he, he ran at him and he knocked him into next week. He knocked him flying and he, he talking like a 17 stone prop forward here. And he just running run, run out of the way. So I think he's going to get better as he gets more game time. He's had a Quite a while out, he's not played much this season, he's obviously got a bit of rustiness there, but uh, he's going to be an exciting player, man, in that tonight, he really is. Yeah, I think both of them, Paul, you know, showed touches of class, and, you know, that's what we need as a club, we need to be able to, you know, get these players in who are a better quality and, you know, let up the quality of the team, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do, yeah, I think they're both going to bring um, a lot to the table. I think Tyrell McCarthy's, you know, he's got a lot of experience in him, he's played at Warrington in the Challenge, won a Challenge Cup at Warrington, he's played in the final, obviously, got beat on Cap, he's played in another final there, so that's another big game he's played in. He's been to Australia and played over there on the other side of the world, so, yeah, he seems a good lad, you know, um, he, he looks very fit anyway, he certainly didn't look ring rusty at all, so uh, he's slotted straight, and I'm looking forward to seeing him against Hull, hopefully he's in the squad again this, this week, and, you know, looking at the way the injuries have gone, and, Lamatazzi's well, been suspended, so I presume he'll, he'll be in the squad again. But I thought they both slotted in well, and they'll be very good additions to the squad. Yeah, obviously, looking back at the game, uh, Oliver Gildart uh, scored for Wigan early, um, and then Willie Ice had got on the score sheet as well at 16 uh, after 60 minutes. And Salford, you know, were looking, you know, down the down the barrel at that point, weren't they? We certainly were. Rob. We needed a response there. I thought we needed a try. I think if Wigan had scored again. He probably would have blown us away because it was a fast. I mean, to be honest, it was a good start from Salford. In that first set of six, we came out, we absolutely battered with it defensively there, and they came up with an error and spilled the ball on that first set of six. And um, I thought we should have done more than more with that really from that scrum. I think we should have worked that ball wide and, uh, and give um, Batavai a bit of a run at the line there because Wigan were rocking earlier in that first set, but they seemed to get, gather themselves together then and, uh, and, and got erased into that lead. But you know, credit to Salford, we responded really well with two back to back. Yeah, great try by Greg Johnson. Good work to put him over in the corner. He shows, you know, what good finisher he is. Yeah, a super hands from Dobson and Carney there, and I think it was nine levels with a pass to, to, to find um, to Greg in the corner. I thought Greg Johnson had a really good game on, on Sunday. He looked really dangerous. got a lot of pace, Greg. He's explosive as well. And, uh, he defended well. I thought he defended really well. And uh, yeah, it was a good try. That, and it was a try we definitely needed. 
Yeah, and then obviously the next try scorer, Tyrone McCarthy, like you said, outstanding all afternoon. A uh, little kick through he got on the end of it. Junior South uh, also celebrating the try. I called it as Junior South at the time, but you know Tyrone McCarthy with a good finish. He was, but that was great work again from Greg Johnson. I mean, straight from the kickoff, the ball seemed to bounce and they looked like they made a mess of it. But Greg sort of got a bit of half a yard and he spotted the gap and he flew through a gap there and made a breakdown field, went about 60 yards down the pitch. So great play again from Greg Johnson. And it was a super kick through. I think it was Johnson who got that kick through. Memory serves me right. And um, yeah, Junior Sound, I called it Junior Sound try, I wrote Junior Sound, you know. Um, but yeah, McCarthy got that, just about got that ball down. But the video referee seems to gain his book. Pretty uh, straightforward to me, the Salford and that. But yeah, great try. And uh, 12 we'll be right back in the game. Yeah, I think it shows, Paul, how great you know the mentality is that you can go you know 12-0 down and then obviously come back uh, in the semi-final as well. Because a lot of fans, I you know, were thinking, probably thinking, oh, here we go uh, at that point. But it shows this this team and, and this club now is, is, is full of sterner stuff. And you know, to come back to 12 all and then take the, the lead with a kick from Dobson, you know, shows where we're going. Yeah, it certainly does. We we can mix it with these big teams this season. I mean, obviously people might argue that, you know, we fell off the last, the last month or so, and, you know, I'd agree with that to a certain extent. I think we have, whether we've had a mind on, on the court, you know, there's only the players who can answer that question. I can't make that judgment, but, yeah, we have fell away a bit in the league recently, but, so up to sort of um, the end of May, we, we were mixing it with the big boys, what we, we've had some great away with, all of Wigan and Warrington, and, you know, We've done a lot better this season than, than what we've done last season. We're making progress, you know, all over the place. And I mean, the, the final score, twenty-seven fourteen. I thought it flattered. We did that really. I mean, that last that last try was unfortunate. We was, we was banging that game. I thought, and, you know, if a couple of other things had gone our way, and you know, we'd have just chosen different options. It could have been a different story. Yeah, we got to half time. Paul leading 14-12, 40 minutes from from Wembley. Um, obviously Wigan are conditioned to play in the, the, the semi-finals and the grand finals and Challenge Cup finals and you know I thought to myself if we can weather the next sort of 20 minutes and, and get through it we could be there but unfortunately Wigan just knew how to get you know squeeze the result didn't they? To be honest with you we did weather that storm I thought after that time I know Wigan got that penalty goal to get level but I think after 58-59 minutes it was 14 and there was there was a point in the game there that I thought changed the momentum of the game. I think we were attacking at 14 apiece and Michael Dobson was about 20, 15, 20 yards out from the line. I'm not going to go up Michael here, but the kick he put through was a poor one and it went dead. And if we could have just got a repeat set there and built a bit of pressure on Wigan, it could have been different, but that kick went dead. Obviously then Wigan got the seven tackle and they went down the other end. Great kick through from Burgess and, and McCormick scored under the post and that sort of changed the momentum of the game that for me and uh, obviously then five minutes later Wigan dropped that goal as well from Tompkins so there was little things in the game where you know if you just done something a bit bit smarter I mean it's, it's easy for us to say now and looking back and watching it on the telly and comfort your armchair like but, but yeah that, that, that kick through there it's, it was it was hard because we did we sort of weathered the storm after our time we that, that tackle from nine levels on Joe Birch, I mean, what, what a tackle that was to, uh, to stop Wigan. I think that was in the early stages, wasn't it, the, the second half, the first few minutes. I mean, that was that was probably one of the best tackles I've seen a solo player do for a long time. Yeah, obviously chasing Burgess down is a is a very fast winger and Evels, you know, showed all the skill there as well, just managing to dislodge the ball as he went over the line. You know, it's suffered, it had yeah. gone the other way, Paul. You know, we'd have been talking about that tackle for years, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah. To be honest with you, though, I think Joe Burgess had a, had a start on nine levels as well. Because I watched it back today, and uh, I think John Wilkin and uh, Brian Noble in the commentary box. I think it's Noble who was saying, "No, oh, no one's going to catch him. We're not going to catch him. We're not going to catch him." And I thought, "Yeah, Niall's going to get him." 
and he did. And he sort of gets his hand under the ball. And if you watch the replay, I mean, I don't know. It took him a while at Ben Bailey video ref, but you can see he grounds the ball short and then the ball comes out well before he goes over the line. So it was tremendous effort from Nile Evans. It just shows you the main. I've seen people question Nile's defensive, defensive ability on social media and Twitter and things like that, but he's, he's a cracking fullback now, Levels, and he proves to everybody there that he, he can defend. I thought he was excellent on some, he mocked everything up, he was in the right place at the right time, countless times in that game, and uh, yeah, that was a super tackle lot. I suppose big players, you know, come to the fore in big games. For me, Todd Carney was outstanding all, all afternoon, showing he's, he's able to, you know, deal with the pressure of the big game. Yeah, Todd Carney was excellent, uh, I thought, on, on, on Sunday. Um, in 240 20s he came up they were the big big game players the only thing for me I, I didn't think Michael Dobson grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck as he, as he has been he's been excellent this season Michael but whether it's his partnership with, with Todd Kahn it's not clicked I mean he's been great with Robert Louis hasn't he? so he's, he's not played with Todd much but no, Todd, Todd stood up he, he, he did those 240 20s like I said and he looked dangerous but I um, don't know there was something missing for me I mean I don't like talking about injuries I know he doesn't like Either, but I think you missed Mark Flanagan in the middle there as well. I think he holds us together in defence and attack. He's very pivotal for us. And you missed Chris Bryan as well. You know, Logan Tompkins had to do a lot of work on, on Sunday. And I thought Wigan ran at him. I thought they tried to tie him all, all afternoon. And I thought Logan stood up to it. And he, had a, he had a really good game. As did Olsi Krasniki as well. He worked yeah, I think, obviously, talking about Logan Tompkins, um, you know, they'd say that Stuart White had played the game his life to get to Salford in, uh, to Wembley in 69. For me, Logan Tompkins put an absolute shift in. Uh, against uh, Wigan on, on on Sunday, because he's the only kind of recognised hooker in in the team. He was he was just tackling, he was he was organising, he was outstanding for me for a good seventy minutes. He only had to take him off and then bring put him back on when uh, Todd Carney went off, and that shows he, how good he was. Yeah, he certainly was. He, he did. He, he, he worked his socks off for with Tom in that part. He's tackling, I think you were probably talking about the stats, you know, he's top tackling, I think, 45 tackles. I mean, that, that's something in the game that he, he worked really hard. He plays above his weight, I think he plays above his weight every week. And Yeah, I think he wanted to get one over on his, on his two his two older brothers there, and he, he was unlucky, really. But, uh, yeah, he worked hard all afternoon. Yeah, so obviously, McAloran uh, scores for Wigan, and a little kick go back, back across the grain, and he's there. If the, if the ball just bounces, and he's not able to pick the ball up, who knows what might have happened, but unfortunately, Wigan just had that bit of difference, that bit extra, and he got over the line. Yeah, they've got some good players, they've got some classic players. I mean, I'm always impressed with the centre kill that. I think he's a cracking player. I think you'll probably see him in a, an England shirt or a Great Britain shirt, whichever way the international team goes. He, he's something else. And McClorum as well, I thought he had a good game, Michael McClorum on, on Sunday. As, as did, did Sam Thompson, I think that's the best I've seen him play all season. I think he's back to his. He's dangerous self, but yeah, McLaurin worked really hard and he's in the right place at the right time. He's a good goal forward up because he makes a lot of yards and off the dummy half and he followed that kick up really well. But like you say, it's one of them kicks that you know you just wanted to bounce the other way, didn't you know? He got he got but I tell you what, it was a good pick up. It was a tremendous pick up in those conditions as well. He was chucking it down with rain, the ball was greasy, he just seemed to pick that up off his uh, off his heels there and uh, and score. Yeah, so obviously time ticks on Paul. So for the pushing and pushing and pushing. Todd Carney pulls an absolute wonder 40-20 out of the bag. Um, Wigan player gets sinned in for, for trying to slow the play down. And at that point, with about eight minutes to go, it could have been on. Yeah, 21-14, I think it was there. It was just that I think uh, Tompkins had just dropped that goal, hadn't he? We got the tap there, didn't we, from that 40-20. And Hamilton has he dropped it. He dropped the ball, didn't he, on the first tackle. And 
that sort of killed us off, I think, really. If we could have got a try there, because Gareth O'Brien came on, I think, and I don't know whether Watto brought him on to perhaps drop a goal late on to tie the scores if we'd have got that try, but uh, yeah, Lawrence has made that mistake and that sort of uh, ended our uh, any of our hopes, really, I thought. Mm, I suppose it's, it's our, being able to play in them pressure cooking conditions. The players will learn from this. They will grow and they will become a better team, uh, especially for the next couple of weeks in the top eight uh, playoffs. Paul, I'm sure they'll be looking back at that win game thinking, you know, we competed, you know, we gave everything. Let's try and do it for the next eight weeks too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, after, after the three defeats in the league against Castleton and uh, Lee, especially the league game, I thought the league game was a really poor, really poor performance. And on Sunday, I think, even though they got beat, I think they'll gain a bit of confidence from that because they pushed Wigan really, really hard there. And obviously, they're going to be through it this week after, after that defeat, but you've got to. A tough game now against Hull, and it's a funny one that because we'll speak about it later. But Hull have won their semi final there in the, in the cup final now, so it's how we react and how they react, I suppose, as well. So uh, we've got a tough start in the Super Eights with Cast the week after, and then we're a trip to Wigan the week after that. So it's going to be in Central Billy every week now. Yeah, I don't think us fans can be any prouder of the, bo- the boys' effort on Sunday. They gave everything, Paul, and you know, that's what we want as fans. We, we are, all we ask is, is, is for effort and commitment to the cause and you know they gave it us in spades didn't they on, on Sunday yeah they certainly did yeah I mean thinking back to I can remember that 98 game clear of the bell in the head and I'll never forget walking out the ground after that I was heartbroken and heartbroken and a bit angry as well because I thought we were thrown we threw it away I thought we chucked the game away which was stupid and I'm not going to name the players but there were certain people I, I felt let us down a bit really with, with certain things and we blew an 8 point lead 2 score lead Whereas this, this Sunday, we did it, we gave everything, didn't we? And you couldn't really ask anymore, really. It was one of them beaten by the better side on the day. And, you know, you can't really argue with, it, with, with the players. I think I think that's the sense I got from the crowd at the end there. I mean, everybody knew we'd give everything and, and everybody stood up and applauded him and, and that was that. So, uh, yeah, you couldn't have asked for any more effort. There was probably a couple of things that we could have done better, but, uh, but no, the effort and the commitment was, was there in spades on Sunday. Yeah, I know we didn't win, but you think it kind of lays the ghost of... Sheffield? No. No? Still no? I, no, because no. we've not got to Wembley, Rob, have we? I no. mean, if we'd have got to Wembley, then, then yeah, it lays it to rest, but it's another defeat in it. However you dress it up, it's another defeat in it in the Challenge Cup. And, you know, we've not, we've not got to Wembley yet. We, we were talking about the, the stats, weren't we, of other, other sides that have been to Wembley since us, and a lot of teams who've been there since us. It's another disappointment, really, but. You know, it's like Ian Watson said, you know, you've got, you've got to put a positive spirit. You know, you just keep burying it in the sand and moaning about, you know, we've got all the talk for this one. We've got to make the history now, haven't we? We've got to move on from it. And uh, this season, we've got an opportunity. We're, we're fourth in the table now. It's in our own hands in these next seven games. Now, we don't have to rely on other scores. We've got to make sure we do the business. We've got to have another crack at the semi final there. So, the Challenge Cup comes around every season, doesn't it? So, we've just got to make sure we're switched on. And next season, hopefully, we can go one stage further. Yeah, we spoke to um, Craig Cop Jack. Chris Wellen and Tyrone McCarthy after the game, and this is what they have to say. So I'm joined by Tyrone McCarthy. 
brave effort, but unfortunately ends in defeat. Yeah, I'm obviously pretty disappointed with uh, the way, way that second half went, but um, credit to Wigan, obviously champion club and obviously new I think experience probably played a part in the end. Yeah, I suppose you've been here a week, haven't you settled in, but you know what a big game to come into. Yeah, definitely. Um, been a bit of a whirlwind last couple of weeks, so um, boys have been awesome with me and welcoming me to the club and, and the coaching staff, and yeah, I just wanted to get out there and, and show what everyone that I can do and just unfortunately it wasn't enough to get us the win yeah super eights though now we're going up we're looking at playing all next week you know what the boys thinking up you know a couple more wins it could be a top four finish yeah definitely I think that's where the focus got to go straight to is obviously if we win half of them games we uh, get a play in another semi-final and, and get to Old Trafford which would be unreal for the club and I think that's the focus what we've got to have it's a real real achievable goal so why not go and do it yeah big thanks for talking to us in the devil in detail Chris Wellham is joining me. I know you're disappointed, mate, but how do some that? You've made the Salford Sports proud today, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought we had a, a really good crack at it. Um, you know, they started fast, better than us in the first 15 minutes. But we, we overcame that and, you know, went into a 14 12 half time lead, so we felt confident. Um, second half, we just piled the pressure on and, you know, it was toll on the end. It showed a lot of character there, you know, 12 0 down to come back and go in front of 14 12 back to back tries. How hard was it out there against Wigan? Because it was a tough sign, aren't it, to play against? It was, yeah, like I said, they started red hot the first 15 minutes and, you know, that's, that's hard to deal with and they got a 12 point lead but they said it's full credit to our boys as soon as we weathered the storm and started completing our own sets um, we, we've proven all year that we can score points against the best side and there's no difference today and we overcame that 12 point um, lead to 10 out of 14-12 so you know we're very proud of the first first half how, how it turned out and you know second half to come in to be How do you lift yourselves now after that what did Ian say to you after the game I mean obviously you gave a great effort there he can't knock that is it you know it's tough seven games down the Super you must have your eyes on that semi-final in the Super 8 spot. Yeah, you know, he was very proud of the boys and the effort that they put in. Uh, he, said, he said to us that these games will come again. You know, the way we're going and we're playing the team we've got, and these games will, will start coming regularly for us. So that, that's the that's the future. Um, but as I said, the, the Super 8s are on the corner and, you know, we don't want to finish in that top four for a, a semi-final spot. Um, you know, what I do is win. I don't know, four, four or five games maybe out of that. So it's, it's a big ask, you know, it's going to be very competitive. All the top teams are there. So, but, you know, if we just play like we have done today, um, I'm sure we'll go far wrong. Well, thanks a lot for speaking to us, Chris, and uh, commiserations today, and all the best in the Super 8s, mate. Thank you. Hey, Craig Cop, join me. Disappointed after that, but you gave everything today, didn't you, the lads? You couldn't ask yeah. for any more than that. Yeah, you know, we're 14-12 up, and you know, things were going our way a little bit. Heavens opened up, and the momentum of the game just kind of changed, yeah. How did you feel going back into it today? You've had a few weeks out, I mean, yeah, did yeah. you feel all right back out? Felt, felt, yeah, I felt strong on that, but, you know, obviously, it's your game yeah. management, your, your time, and that's going to be a little bit shorter. Obviously, after having a couple of weeks off, but overall, yeah, just um, it's good to be back out there. How did you feel coming out when you saw Oh, the, the Salford fans behind oh, the goals oh, it, was it, yeah. it's quite a big following there I mean I was behind the goals today and it was like sardines in there yeah, it, must have, was, it must have given you the boys a big lift yeah it definitely did um, you know we went out there started started off first set really well and then they seemed to get a bit of a, a bit of a roll on um, which you know we had to weather that and then uh, after that we had a bit of a, a bit of a spell ourselves so 
No, it was a, kind of, it was a tough game in the end, um, but no, we just, we just came up short. Wigan were very physical one day and you, you knew you were going to get that, but for long periods of that game we oh, matched them and that must give you confidence going into the Super 8s now, because games are going to be intense like that, I suppose, every week, aren't Yeah, they? definitely, that's what it's going to be like now, uh, week in, week out, and you know, like you say, the support was, was fantastic, and if we get that, you know, at home games as well, it's going to be, you know, like a, an extra man out there. What did Ian say to you at the end? I mean, he's probably not yeah. shouting at you this week, because he's no. probably been really pleased with your efforts, haven't he? No, no, he was, he was, you know, dead honest and, you know, really pleased of our efforts and you know just just want that day um, you know, is this a learning curve for you and the boys now yeah, it's, I mean, it's no, first, yeah, real, it's yeah. first real semi-finals it's a group together isn't it? It is. we've not been in a situation as a group you know it's the first time we've been here and, you know, the next time we come into the situation we know what it's going to be like and we'll know how to, to, to put the game to beds and stuff like that so you know yeah we've just got to you know, kick on now the Super 8's you know, make that top four and you know, another semi-final again. Games come thick and fast. They couldn't have got any t- tougher, really. Pull away on Friday night. I mean, they've just got to the cup final. Hopefully, they'll have one eye on that, and you'll be able to, uh, be able to go into that game. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. You know, I don't think they'll have an eye on that game. I think, I think they'll be. You know, they'll be knocking down because. You know, Rafa came out of the press, you know, last year and said, you know, they dropped off the back end of the, the back end of the season, so they're going to be one of it, you know, pushing for the for the for the old traffic as well. So, you know, we're going to be on our game. You know, it's going to be tough, but you know, we'll do it. Well, commiserations today, Craig, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, have a good top uh, top eight. Yeah, cheers, So that was Tyrone McCarthy, Craig Copjack, and Chris Wellen looking back at the game against Wigan Paul. Oh. Disappointed about the result, but they know we're on a journey here at Salford Red Devils, and the, you know there's other semi-finals to come, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, you know they're going to be disappointed, and you? they get that close to Wembley. Don't forget we were leading at half time, and it was still in the balance with 20 minutes to go, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, they've come close really on on, on Sunday, and they're going to be disappointed. But I'm sure that's going to make them more determined now. I think in this uh, in this Super Eights, you know, to put things right. I mean, perhaps if we had got to Wembley, we'd have put the queue on the rack in the league, but. I don't think they're going to do that now. I think they're going to be switched on now for these next few games. Yeah, I think obviously, you know, with the top eights uh, to play now, uh, the players, like you said, you know, will be fully focused and fired up, ready for the next challenge. This this club is, you know, a bit, it's a bit alien to, to us, isn't it, with this top eight uh, playoff thing. And, you know, I'm sure they'll be wanting to build experience so they can go again uh, next year uh, into bigger and better things. Yeah, certainly. And you look at the squad, we've got quite a lot of the players tied down, haven't we? On new contracts for next season, so we're going to have quite a bit of continuity there as, as well. Um, what like, it's hard to say at the moment. I mean, you look at the the super eights. I mean, I wouldn't say I feared for us, but I know we've got quite a few few lads out at the moment who were, who were out for the season. You know, who I'm not going to name names, but we all know who we're talking about, don't we? I don't like saying they're out because we've not had it confirmed, but there's a bit of a hole in our in our squad there, isn't there? We've not got the biggest squad in the world, so I'm just hoping we can. We can keep going with what we've got now because we don't want to lose anybody else, do we? So it's going to be tough because the games are coming thick and fast now, aren't they? Like I said before, you've got Cass after Hull and you've got Wigan as well, so they're going to be, it's going to be hard. So I'm sure the players are focused and I'm sure they're going to give it their all. And you know, with a bit of luck, we can keep the rest of the lads fit now. And hopefully, Robert Lou will be back this weekend as well. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be tough, though, Rob. Yeah, we spoke to Ian Watson after the game, and this is what he had to say. <laughs> Coach's corner. Try me after after the defeat. Thanks for coming and speaking to me. I know you must be gutted about that. We must be proud as well. I've responded there after a couple of bad losses. Yeah, really proud of kind of the group and the, the team of um, kind of what we've done and what we've achieved to get here so far. And like I said, we've just spoke with the boys and 
back here again. This is kind of part of our journey of learning and making sure that we we get an experience of being in these big games because there's some more to come yet this season as well with the Super 8. So if we can focus really well on kind of what we need to learn from these games going forward, put ourselves in a position to compete in another semi-final with the grand finals coming. Yes, you show a lot of character there as well, didn't you, going 12 0 down? I mean, I, I was feeling the worst a bit there, but you came back back to back tries and we really put it on Wigan then, didn't we? Yeah, I, I don't I don't worry about um, and I, we want to start better as a team. That's the, that's the big key. We need to do that. We need to fix that. Obviously, if we start better, I think we'll trouble a lot more teams, especially in this um, in the in the bigger games, because this is what it seems to be about with them small margins. You, you're limited in how many good ball opportunities you're going to get. I think we only had three or four this second half as well, and then when we did have it, we spilt the ball, and it was just a little bit of opportunities that kind of cost you. On the back of that, we were defending well enough, and then we just come up with a, a poor read, really, defensively, which then gets them around us, and Burgess gets the kick inside, which they score off. Um, but it's like I say it's small margins in them big games we just need to be better and learn from it how close is Robert Lewis to playing? Oh, very close uh, congratulations mate. Yeah. Um, yeah very close mate we had him train on Thursday with us he trained looks um, like he moved pretty well to be fair um, I was really confident he was going to play to be honest with you um, and then he come in on yeah. Saturday morning and was just saying it was really sore and he, he, he was struggling to put his kind of foot in the boot and that is that when you made the decision yeah, to so bring Gareth in yeah Saturday morning so I spoke with Gaz because Gaz um, was nearly ruled Gaz was ruled out a lot earlier in the week to be fair at yeah. first because he'd hurt himself in training so then I went to Gaz and just said um, how are you feeling and he just said he feels a lot better to me. I said well look if Rob goes down are you ready and he just went yeah I'll play put me in so he kind of made the decision easy for us on the back of rubber. How pleased we were with Tyrone McCarthy? It was a big, big game to make his debut. He didn't put a foot wrong with it, did he? He looked oh, really athletic and yeah, I thought he was really good. I, I knew what Tyke was about. Um, obviously, I've played with Tyke and I kind of um, coached Tyke a little bit um, before, so I knew what kind of character we were getting there as well. And it was an important one for us to sign as well. Um, we really made a big push to try and get Tyke because there was a few teams interested in him. He'll be great for us going forward. I know you're disappointed today, but we've still got a lot to play for this season, haven't we? Yep. That top four is still a massive aim for you and the boys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing for us now is we just regroup, stick together and kind of refocus really on the Super 8s and see if we can get in another semi-final and have a shot from there. I know I ask you this every week, but I'm going to ask you, is anybody back next week? Or is it too early to tell? Um, well, Genius I went off today as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's picked up a knock. Um, on a short turnaround, I think he'll be struggling big time. It's Friday night as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now... Todd to come off for a, um, the head, head not there, but so five days is too early for that. But there was nothing wrong with Todd when he come off. No. So we need to kind of, I don't know, I don't know whether we have to speak to somebody at the RFL about that one right. because to be fair, there was nothing potentially wrong with him. So is there a chance Robert Lewis will come back in next Friday then? Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed because he was close today. So we'll, we'll see how he goes through the week and see if we can get rid of that pain first more than anything. Well, lucky today, and thanks very much for speaking to us. And I'll no see course. you all next Friday, mate. No problem. That was Ian Watson after the game against Wigan Park. He was quite reflective about the game. Yeah, he certainly was. He certainly was. I, I, I really felt for, for what I felt sorry for him, really. I mean, I just wanted to give him a big hug. Because, um, no, I, I wanted him to be the, the guy to take us to Wembley after all these years. Because you couldn't ask for to have a nicer bloke in charge of your club. I think he's spot on. And I, I won't lie to you, Rob. It's my highlight of my week speaking to what I love speaking to him. And I love his passion for the club. and you know he's, he's a great guy, and I'm sure I'm sure he's uh, he will be the one to take us there, whether it be next year or the year after. And uh, just like to wish him all the best in the Super Eights because he's doing a great job. Yeah, you, you could see you know what it meant to him, Paulie. You could see the tears in his eyes. How, how you know how much it it means, and you know I think it's great that you you know the coach you know he's from round here. He he understands what what Salford Red Devils is all about. Yeah, so it's quite unique that 
that wrong, to be honest with you. I mean, when you talk about Super League coaches, I know there's other clubs who've got coaches who've been involved in the system at their clubs, but Ian Watson's been in and around Salford, hasn't he? You know, before he's played there, you know, 20 years ago from the area. He's, he probably knows loads of people that in the Swinton and Salford area, so he's held it with high regard, and I think that's quite unique in, in the sport to have somebody like that in charge of club who actually cares about your club. Because if you look at some other clubs, you've got maybe Australian coaches and people that familiar with the area but he knows what it means to the Salford supporters doesn't he you know he's a local hero really isn't he, I suppose and no, I think he's, he's doing a brilliant job and uh, you know long may it continue because he's a passionate bloke as well and you know, every week we interview him don't we and we see the press conferences and that and you know, some of the other coaches will come in and have a, have a moan and they sit and but he never does no, no matter what the score is he'll come in he's dead honest he'll tell you exactly how it is he's always got time for the question I mean I've been we've been in a few press conferences this year haven't we where Opposition coaches have—they've had a bit of a moan, haven't they? The people asking the yeah. question. Well, what he never does—he always answers everybody, respects everybody. And he's, you know, he's top ball, top ball. Yeah, I think it, it shows how good of a you know coach he is, really. Because, like you say, he never dodges a question, does he? He always he speaks you know, so well as well, Rob. Doesn't yeah, he? he's so knowledgeable, and he's, he's got what's the word I'm looking for? His manners are just spot on, aren't they? He treats every question, you know, he speaks directly to that person, and he's, he's just lovely to speak to. He really is, and. Uh, no, I can't sing his, his praises highly enough, but yeah, he, he's a dream to interview as well because he'll, he, you ask him a question and he'll, he'll answer it, but he'll, he'll not let it go on, but he'll, he'll tell you, he'll dissect it, and he'll tell you everything you need to know, he's, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's a great coach and, you know, got inside down as well for a long-term contract and, you know, you know, success is just around the corner, it's a journey that we're on at Sofa Red Devils and, you know, hopefully, you know, the journey comes to an end and we get a, a Challenge Cup final place or a, or a Super League grand final place never know yeah certainly I think you've got to have a lot of patience with Ian I mean you've got, you've got to stick with him and let him do his job I mean I know some chairman and people like they, they get itchy feet don't they after the coach have been there for a few years and say so have a few bad results and they, they push the panic button don't they but I think with Ian he's, he's, he's building something that's all but he really is he's taking us on this journey and we're getting better you know we're making a lot of progress and all right we've had a few bad weeks we've had a few bad results but you know, all in all, he's improving the squad and he's taking us in the right direction. You've got, to, you've got to stick with him now and I think, you know, stick with him with a few years because I think he'll do a good job for us and he could be the one that actually gets us over the line and gets us those trouble. Yep. Uh, looking at the stats uh, from the game, Paul, you've got on there, you know, some fantastic efforts in defence. Yeah, it certainly was. The top tackler was Logan Tompkins. He came with 45 tackles. Lamontage was in second place with 37 tackles. George Griffith, 30 and Tyrone McCarthy, 29. Like I said before, Tyrone, you know, he, he gave it all on his, his debut, I thought, really. You know, seven carries from him, he was up there in the top carries as well. Top metre maker was Greg Johnson with 166. I thought, as I said before, I thought Greg Johnson was excellent, looked really dangerous with the ball in hand. He made a, uh, two clean breaks as well from him. He made three breaks in the whole whole game, two of those with Greg Johnson. Manu Batavai was second in the metre makers, he made 132. So, I don't think you could argue with, with Manu's debut when he 18 carries, he was a top carrier as well, Batavai was... He was hungry for work. I think that's the, that's the sort of wing that he is. He's, he's going to be the one that... He's like an extra forward, I suppose, isn't he? He's going to make you a lot of metres going forward. You know, that first carry from, you know, from, from your own 20-metre line when you're turning over a, a ball or you're taking a, a tap or whatever from, from in your own half. He's going to do those hard yards for you. And I think he's got a bit of pace as well. Another thing with him, I think he's going to be good for a ball in the air. So you watch Castleford and we've got a guy like Luke Gale kicking a ball out wide for their wings. I think we've got that now with Dobson and Carney, you get that high kick out wide, he's going to be 
Felton in the air, that have I. He's a big bloke. And as you said before, he, he's strong going forward as well. Yeah, I suppose being eight foot tall, Paul, and you know, he must have a massive reach as well. You know, you put the bomb in the car and, he, and he's challenging with people half his size. You know, he's going to come up with the ball, isn't he? Uh, more often yeah. than not. And, you know, I suppose there's, no, there's an attacking threat for our you know, arsenal of attack, which we've got. He's not quite as tall as me, Rob, but no. he's, a, he's, a big, he's a big unit. I remember seeing him at Lee last week when he came and sat in the crowd. Man, he's, he's massive, isn't he? He's absolutely huge, you know, for a, for a winger. He's a, a real size, and I'm not surprised they call him the beast, but I think he's going to add a lot to him. Yeah, he seems a good guy as well. Uh, you heard some nice stories about him. He was, at, was he at the, um, the Lowry afterwards? I think he was, was there meeting supporters and all that, so... Uh, I think he's going to be a good guy off the field as well, man. Yeah, I suppose it's, like I say he's buying it at the club, and you know he's come from yeah. uh, New Zealand Warriors, hasn't he? That's like a big community club as well, and if he brings that spirit to us and our club, it's only going to be good in it, really. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, he was there for a long time as well at New Zealand Warriors. And I've seen a lot of people on, on the Facebook and, and the Twitter and things like that, you know, from New Zealand, you know, supporters of theirs, they, they speak really highly of him, don't they? And he's, he's like a club legend over there, so, uh, so yeah, we've got to work with him now and hopefully he can bring some of that success and some of um, his good performances that he's had there over to us. Yeah, I don't follow NRL, but I have seen the videos and he, he, he looked pretty immense, um, but we'll see. To be honest, I've not seen a lot of the NRL because I don't have that Premier Sport, but yeah. I sort of remember him from when he played for New Zealand, really. Yeah. With a test team, and every time he's played for them, he's, he's looked good. So, uh, and they've got some scary players in New Zealand team, have some some beasts all over the park. Yeah. I mean, they always seem to be. You know, you never normally see a small Kiwi do. They're always yeah. pretty big. So, uh, I think Robbie Paul's probably the smallest one. I suppose it's so, the way you yeah. feed them. <laughs> I suppose you know they're all pretty big. You never see a, a small one, do you? And obviously, you know that's what it's all about. You know, you're building, you know, a squad, and you need to you know, invest in it. And I'm sure he's going to add a lot to our, our squad uh, in the next year or so. Uh, big thanks for all your big three-word match reports. Man of the matches from the match, uh, Duncan or Duncan, we deserve more. His man of the match was everybody. Craig Carter not quite there. His man of the match was Dobbo. Ace positivity tried the best. Which the were the players did try the best, didn't they, Paul? Yeah, they did. You can't, you can't whack the effort. I don't think you can. I don't think you can whack the effort in the league. I don't think we played, but, but you can't. You, I don't think you can say they, they, they didn't try or anything like that. I think that's rubbish to say that. No, like I said before, I think there was a few things we did wrong. Another thing we, we didn't really touch on it before. I mean, this is a, a debate really for the supporters to have and maybe for us to, to have. But um, when it was twelve apiece, when um, I think it was Sam Tompkins took McCarthy, you know, well, it was a bit of a thing behind the goals and he got a simbin, didn't he? I, I thought it was a bit of a harsh simbin. I think they both went for the ball and, you know, um, Tompkins had to go for it. But when he got a simbin there, they were down to 12. Man, I thought Wigan were on the ropes there. We took the two, didn't we, and kicked the goal. Mm. Do you think in hindsight it was the right thing to do? Should we have took the tap there? Because they're trying to go with six points, isn't it? I mean, it's easy saying that now, but I don't know. Should, should we have no. we made the right decision? No, I, I think we made the right decision because what it is, in pressure cooker um, Challenge Cup semi-finals, grand finals, every play matters. And I think if, if, if you don't come away with a score at that point, your confidence drops, your heads go. So for me, he takes the two there and we start again. Wigan were able to weather that storm for me because they're used to being in that situation. They slowed the game down, pace dropped in the game. They weren't just, you know, everything just went a little bit slower to soak up the time a bit. And that's, and that's you know, the the experience of playing in them big games in dodgy situa- situations they found themselves in. And that's where we've got to go as a club. We've got to learn from what happened on, on Sunday and, and, and move forward. Exactly the same as in the last sort of five minutes where we were bang- we were knocking on their door. 
but it was all individual efforts. The, the team wasn't functioning as a as a unit. I know Wellen tried a little kick through, didn't quite work out. But you know, if if we were sort of tuned into that um, sort of semi final, grand final mentality, the team is still it still functions in that in that situation, and we could have tested with it. I'm sure you know next time we get to a challenge cup semi final, and we're in the same situation. I feel, Paul, that the, the boys will react differently and we'll come up with a different result. So, so you would have took the two? I would have took the two there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't argue either. Well, I can't, but I can see it from both sides of the final. I mean, it put us in front of that and at the end of the day, if that game had been closer and say we'd have lost by two points and not took the goal, then obviously you'd be saying, well, I'd be keeping the goal there. So I suppose it's easy looking back really, isn't it? but it was just something I was thinking about before I thought, well, perhaps we should have run it there with them being down to, to 12 men, really, because the argument you probably get off some people, I have read this on, on Facebook, where people were saying, um, you know, we played against Wigan there, and they were down to 12 men for 20 minutes of that game, obviously, when Gelling got sick as well, so mm. perhaps we should have perhaps we should have made more of that, because I don't think we scored a try to prevent when they were down yeah. to 12 men. Well, the thing is, Paul, we, we, we were kind of controlled by Wigan in that, in that, in that sort of period of the game, because they knew that they were under the pump, and they had to, you know, start sort of controlling the game. They had a top side. They used to play in them, you know, the big, big games. And we'll learn from this. We'll learn from that. And I'm sure, you know, if it happens again, we get into another semi-final, and you know, certain situations happen again. We'll we'll expand the game. We'll we'll try and speed it up. We won't let Wigan sort of dictate what happens in that period. And I'm confident you know, the boys will look at the video and they'll think, you know what, we got we weren't really there when we needed to be, but we can go again. And when it happens again, we'll be ready. Yeah, I can't argue with that, Rob. I think you're spot on there. Yeah. So, as a quick look through the uh, the three-word match report, uh, Andy Lancashire, passion, pride, determination. His man of the match was uh, Todd Carney. His 40-20s were class. Um, Natalie Taylor did us proud. Her man of the match was Tomkins. Um, Logan Tongues, like you said, we were we were out. You know, he was outstanding all all, all afternoon. Uh, the man, the myth, Mikey Mark Scallon, missed our chance. His man of the match was Todd Carney, uh, but he thought George Griffey ran in close as well. But all oh, the forwards put a massive shift in, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, you can't really argue with any of them. I thought, I thought they all gave it their all. I mean, I know what we were saying about Lama there. They caught with a couple of mistakes, but nine pressure game, wasn't it? I think they all, they all put a shift in and, uh, and did us proud. Yeah, uh, Martin Wigan's defence prevailed. His man of the match was uh, Carney, but I have a special mention for Olsey Krasniki. James Jones, great team effort. His man of the match was Carney. Uh, Jake Chanuk uh, to the eighth. His man of the match was uh, Carney. Katie, Roy- Katie Reynolds, uh, fans were fabulous, and her man of the match was Evels. Uh, the fans were amazing, like we've said before. Uh, Gary Williams, so, so close, uh, and his man of the match was Evels. Uh, Chris and Janet Shenton, keep it going. Um, and their man of the match was Carney. It's so important like uh, Chris and Janet said, that the players keep going. Because obviously we've got to the semi-final, we've built up over the last five weeks, that's all we've talked about, but the season doesn't end uh, on Sunday. We've got eight games, which could still shape the future for our club. Yeah, certainly. I think the, the thing for me is now, we just need a win. We need to get out of this rut now. I mean, however you dress it up, we've lost four on the bounce now, three in the league and one in the cup. I think any sort of win, a scruffy win, We'll do against Holland Friday night. Let's just get that win. I think that win can catapult you then, can't it? And, and grow confidence, and then you can get back on that roll again. Because if you look at the other end of the season, we won like Bursa games, didn't we? I think we won five or six on the bounce. I think we've done that twice this season. So we can just get that, that all elusive win. I think uh, that stands in good stead. Yeah, uh, Neil Chanuk, not quite there. 
Um, Richard, oh, bounce back, uh, said proud and gutted and his man of the match was Evels. Have uh, effort and performance uh, and his man of the match was Evels. And uh, Alan Dawson, proud of punch um, and uh, his man of the match was Griffin. So, you know, like you said, a lot of great efforts uh, on Sunday and they're going to live, they're going to live and they're going to learn from it, aren't they, Paul? Certainly, I did. How did the, how did it go on? Did he get back from Tenby? Did he escape? I hope. Oh, I, 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 did, I did say a meeting by the back gate at nine o'clock, but I never turned up, so hopefully it wasn't waiting for too long <laughs> for me to turn up to break <laughs> you out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's 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 one of them things. We, we'll move on from this part, and it'll be a you know a fantastic thing, and I'm sure the boys will, will uh, look forward to it uh, for the future successes to come. So after the game, uh, me and you spoke to Steve Blakeley. Um, after the game, this is what you have to say. Right, we've just been joined now by Wiggins physio and Farmer Salford, great and favourite Steve Blakely. How do you sum up that game today, Steve? Oh, it, was a, it was a tough game, weren't it? I think mean, I think both sets of fans will have gone through all the emotions in that. Uh, you know, both sides played really well, and luckily for us, we managed to get the win at the end of the day. You know, but I do do feel for the Salford uh, players and the fans being in that situation themselves twice, so it, it is a bit difficult for them. But you know, it was a very, for our boys. It was a very physical game as well today. Wasn't it? Did, I mean, you, you were busy on the pitch. I kept seeing you running on, on, on there. You must have had a busy day today. Yeah, I think I do more running now than when I played, to be honest. But so, yeah, it was it was a physical game. Both you still both got that side step as well. Yeah, <laughs> you needed at times. Uh, but you know, both sides have been you know the physical encounter. Salford are obviously going really well. They're at you know about third or fourth in the competition, and they're up there you know on merit, and they play some good football. And yeah, it was a tough game. Tough game. For Just looking forward now to to the final. I mean, you've got Hull in the final. You must fancy your chances. Are you coming on like a run at the right time, especially in the league as well, aren't you? You seem to be getting players back and you know playing some really solid performances now we're good. Yeah we're getting some of our players back now which always helps you know we've, we've missed quite a lot of our players for the majority of the season but now, now we're getting everybody back at the business end uh, you know the, the, the good players so hopefully we can stay injury free and you know it's, we've still got quite a bit of work to do in the league really to try and move up into that top four spot and hopefully get rid of the semi-finals and obviously the final uh, but Hull I watched their game yesterday against Leeds and they played really well and you know I think we'll have it all to do in the final to beat them. Talk about yourself in a, in a Salford shirt third is it top point scorer at Salford you have some fond memories uh, following at Salford yeah I have some great memories of Salford you know it's like I can't believe when you know it's like 20 years since I played it's like it seems like forever ago really when people tell me like you know it doesn't seem that long ago when you when you think about it but 20 years and you know it's yeah it's uh, I had some fond memories of Salford we grew, I say we grew up watching you you were you I know, said you made me feel kings. old <laughs> no but you were the, you were the king super sidestep anything you no know, sticking out in your memories when you've played for Salford has been the best moment uh, I've had a lot of good memories with Salford to be honest it's a lot of good memories so it's uh, hard to say uh, I don't know it's hard to put it down to one really you know I can't, can't really think of one at the minute I, bet, I bet when the Challenge Cup draw was made this is the worst possible scenario for you wasn't it Salford drawing Wigan it, it is a little bit yeah, yeah, professional you know, Wigan aren't you yeah it's my job got, obviously you know yeah. I want to do well with Wigan and you know I always look out for Salford's results I want to do well them do well I'm, I'm glad they're doing well at the minute you know they're up at, uh, where, you know, they're near the top of the competition which is good for Salford and you know I just, just hope they you know what's always done a good job there as has Ian Bleach you know two ex-teammates of mine and to hope like you know the fans get behind him and you know start coming back to you know Salford's ground and getting behind him and supporting him really yeah definitely we'll see you in a few weeks anyway we'll play again in the Super 8 I think we do play in about three weeks don't we, we? Might see, we might see you in the, uh, in the semi-finals as well Steve thanks a lot for speaking to us mate no worries thank you very much for your time so that was Steve Blakely uh, after the game against Wigan Paul you know he's, he's not changed one bit has he no, he hasn't. He looks exactly the same as he did sort of 20, 
21, 20 years ago, didn't it? 22 years ago when he played for us in the 90s. And uh, it was funny, really, because we was hovering about when we outside changed it. But to see you came out and I saw Steve. I always see him on Sky and every time I see him, I've said to me, Mrs. Even though she's not interested, I'm like, there's Steve Blake from like, she knows who it is. <laughs> and so, you know, we're going to play. I always get there excited when it's Steve Blake, there, with a trainer, you know, the physio for women. And um, we could see him there, Robin, and I really wanted to speak to him, you know, in the league game and in the season and, and drifted out. But when we saw him outside, he got a bit starstruck, really, because he was a real favourite of mine when he played for Southwood. But yeah, he's, he's a lovely bloke, isn't he? I had the pitch with him a few years ago, actually, at the, at the home game, I think, when we played him on. We beat him at East, I think it was Easter Monday. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's a great guy, he's a really nice guy, and uh, doing a good job at Wigan there on the physiotherapy side. And, you know, he's uh, having a really good career, and I really wanted to say to him, you know, I think, I think secretly, what you might have wanted us to win on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but he, he was, you know, a star uh, for us. Is he third top point scorer? Uh, in the club like that, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, he was phenomenal for, for years and years and, you know, you look back and you think, you know, he was the he was the king, he, he shone, um, you know, in them teams he was in. Well, for me, do you think he'd get in this team now in front of Rob Lewis? Um, that's a good question, that, Rob. I mean, I like Blake I don't think we've had a standoff like him since him, to be honest with you. I can't think of anybody to compare him to. It was... Um, Quick, he had a fantastic sidestep, didn't he, on his day? I mean, he sort of glided across the yeah. pitch. Really it was great to watch. I mean, I see some great tries doing and that. And I know when he came, when he came back towards the end of his, we went to Warrington, didn't it? Sort of came back, and I know in the 2003 sort of season when we came up that season, we had Cliff Beverly, didn't we, to stand up mm-hmm. and Gavin Clinch at scrum half, and Steve sort of played a lot off the bench and a lot of loose forward, and he was still really handy then. Tremendous goalkeeper as well. I mean, you look at his stats for kicking. I mean. We've had some kickers recently or recent years and they've been hit and miss, haven't they? But Steve Blake, you can put your mortgage on it, him kicking off the touchline. Tremendous, great player. And um, I always felt he should have played for Great Britain then. But there was that many good standoffs at the time, around that time in the 90s. It was, it was hard for him. They wanted to, to push on and play for England, didn't they? But um, great player to watch Steve Blake play. Just um, the king, wasn't he? He's just, he's just a, a top player. And like I said before, he hasn't changed a bit. He just looks exactly the same. Yeah, great sidestep. You know, he's just, he's just magic in his boots, didn't he? Great kicker as well. Remember in, was it 2003, Doncaster away, he won the game um, for yeah, us when, yeah, we, yeah. when we were struggling uh, at the end. And, th- and that's what, like I say, big players do in big moments when, when the chips are down. You know, they do something magical and, you know, he, he had that, I thought. Yeah, I forgot about that Doncaster away game. Yeah, I think we won it by about 10 points at the end. We were down and out in that game. What it really was. And... Um, yeah, he did. He sorted, he sorted him out that day. But yeah, top top player Steve Blakely, and uh, you know he's given us loads of good memories. One of the memories that sticks out in my mind is the the Wigan League game in '97. I think I've gone on about this before, but I think he and Watson with his uh, scrum half that night, Watson and Blakely. So uh, so yeah, it's nice seeing seeing them too. What they're up to now, you know. Steve said, didn't he, in that interview? It doesn't seem like uh, that long ago, but it's like twenty odd years ago, and he was playing for us. So you know, time flies. Did he kick 10 goals against Gateshead away as well? I don't yeah, know. I think back now we've beat, I remember beating Gateshead on a Wednesday night, I think we beat them 90 points to 8. You remember Thursday night? Yeah. Because I couldn't get to the game, so I was going, I went to watch the eight, uh, the academy. Yeah. So they played OK, I think. How sad am I? <laughs> they played OK, they beat OK, and I had it on the radio, I couldn't get up to Gateshead. Not the car. And um, I think we played Gateshead at home on the Sunday, the following Sunday. And we beat him 100 and, 102. 
I do remember him. I'm sure. I'm sure he kicked ten goals against. We scored Chelsea. ninety on the Wednesday night, and then we scored hundred and two or hundred yeah. twelve. Yeah, I'm sure it was hundred and two. We got over hundred anyway. Yeah, and I think that game he kicked twelve goals. The old game, I think it was. If anyone wants, to, if anyone wants, to, yeah. If anyone wants to tweet us and at ditsrd and just confirm that, uh, then that'd be great. Uh, so that was the the chat about the semi final against Wigan, and what we'll do now, we'll look at the news. Uh, what's happening with Salford this week? So, this is all news coming out of Sulphur and Devils this week. A bit of unsavouriness at the end of the game against Wigan. It was thrown on the field. Uh, the club are you know, looking for people uh, who saw the incident and to come and give them any further information. It's not good, Paul. We, we, we don't need that uh, in our biggest uh, game of the season so far. No, no, you don't want to see that in a game, do you? I mean, people throwing stuff at players. I mean, I've, I've seen people say that the Wigan players antagonise them and all that, but you don't give you an excuse to throw some out of it. So, no, you can't behave like because the only the only people that get affected by behaving like doing daft stuff like you just bringing a bad name on the club, really, aren't you? And putting pressure on the club and letting other supporters have a go at you. You don't want the AFL having a go at us again about something else. Just when we're having a nice, smooth season, so we all work. Uh, don't be doing that all on private. Yeah, if you can't, if you know anybody or you know know anything, contact the club uh, and they'll take the information off you. Um, tickets are available for the whole game. Uh, the Super Eights uh, start on Friday, Paul. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, and it's, um, it's, a, it's like a different competition now, I suppose. And it we've not been involved in this before, and it's, it's exciting, really. Oh, you know, seven seven games, you can get. A couple of wins, I don't know how many we need. I've not done the maximum. We've got a way to win every one of them, haven't we? But you know, after this, if you can finish in that top four, it's another exciting semi final. Then you're playing to play at Old Trafford in the, in the grand final. So, yeah, it's exciting time. Like I said before, we've said the last few weeks, they're all going to be intense games. You're playing like the, the top sides now. I think the two sides that are coming up on the rails are a bit of Wigan and St. Helens, aren't they? Who uh, seem to be coming back in it in a bit of form. Yeah, uh, tickets are available. Uh, it's £23 for adults, uh, £19 for sessions. Twelve pound for students and uh, ten pound for juniors. A fifteen on fifteen pounds on the coach. Uh, pick up at Shanders, the Royal Sovereign, Eccles Town Hall, Dog and Partridge, and the AJ Bell Stadium. Uh, check the uh, the club's website uh, or Twitter feed for details about that, Paul. And hopefully, you know, they'll get a big following going up to Hull. Yeah, we took a big following up there earlier early on in the season. Didn't we? It was a good night. That was a belting night, wasn't it? Fifty-four, eighteen, I think it was. They absolutely battered them. So. I'd like I said, I'd take a one-point win though on, on Friday night. Any sort of win will do us on Friday. But yeah, I'm sure we'll take a good follow. I'm looking forward to going. And, uh, should be a good trip. It's always a nice trip. To, it's always a nice drive home when you win. <laughs> going back from home. Yeah, it's all, hopefully, like you say, they'll be they'll be celebrating because obviously we hammered them, didn't we? In the uh, in the league game, so I'm sure the boys will be confident uh, for more of the same in the uh, the Super Eights. Uh, Castle tickets are also available for our first home Super Eights game. Uh, it's twenty five pound for adults and because 5,000 people turned up at the semi hopefully we'll get a big following yes it certainly yeah I don't see why not I mean it's a Friday night and it's always tough going up the M62 on a Friday night but um, well, yeah I mean, we need we need that support now don't we we need those people to buy into it and, you know it's not easy watching Salford sometimes is it you know it's alright going to the semi finals you've got to you've got to get behind them every week now so I've got a little saying Salford for Salford's for life not just for the semi final so we uh, Oh, get yourself, get yourself to some of these Super Eight games. Now. I mean, if you can't get to the old game, get to the Cast game because that's going to be going to be a great game against them. 
know, we, we beat them by a point in the middle of the season, the top dogs, they're going for that top spot, so that's going to be an excellent game of the week on Friday as well. Yeah, uh, Lamataz has got banned uh, for one game, Paul. You know, he's, he's, been really, he's been really good since his return from St. Helens, and uh, unfortunately, has to set out a week. Yeah, um, I'm not so sure on that one. I thought no. it was a that tackle, but I thought it was a good idea. Uh. No, I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a naff decision to put it on report, but that's the way it's gone. I mean, if you, if you look back at that, Sam Powell, he's got one match ban for for a tackle on Taz, isn't it? Well, like one of them cannonball tackles to me. We all know what ranking chair he's got, and a few other people have got for doing them. So I think he's lucky to get off with with, with one game uh, himself. So, uh, so yeah, I mean. I don't know, I think this the judiciary thing that he's looking at really, Rob. I think there's some very strange decisions and people are getting banned for certain stuff and people are getting away with other things. So I think he's a bit unlucky alarmatizing with that one. Yeah, uh, next bit of news. Um Erlen Library, uh, tomorrow, Thursday Thursday the third of August, um Doctor Devil is going down. Uh, there's Lego Mania and uh, do you like a bit of Lego, Paul? Do you do do Lego? It's funny, yeah, I used to do actually. My dad had a massive box of Lego years ago from like the 60s when he was a kid and um, he, I don't know what it was it was just all like different bits and pieces but it was like these grey pieces like brick like big sort of square rectangle things that you could put things on like a base mm. and we used to make when we were kids we used to make uh, stadiums we used to try and make the willows out of Lego <laughs> like rugby, rugby grounds and stuff like that so uh, yeah that's all we used to do with Lego but yeah I used to enjoy it yeah it's, uh, it's £1 if you're a member of the library or £1.50 if you're not or three pound for families, so I think you know. I think it's good. Uh, Doctor Devil's down there as well. Um, you never know. You know, we're all clubbed together. We could build a we could build a Willows and we could put it in the uh, in the uh, museum. Maybe that'd be great, wouldn't it? I saw something. I saw something. On it. Was it on Facebook or Twitter or something recently where I think somebody had made a. I'm sure it was Warrington's ground. I Lego. I might be wrong, but I saw. I did see something where they'd made like a Lego version of a stadium and I'm sure it was Warrington Crown so, so yeah why not I think the, the good things like that I mean we went to something last year Ellen and my wife took me to something at, um, to the old GMEX centre that was our Lego thing and uh, we took the kids there and they, it's amazing what they can build out of Lego you know yeah. they built like rockets and, and like you know really big things like you know I think there's someone asked Star Wars or something like that one of them um, Darth Vader or something like that, out, just out of Lego and it, Getting carried away, you know. Yeah. Thing is, back in our yeah. back in our day, Paul, we, you know, we we built Lego. We just used our imagination, didn't we? You know what I mean? Now yeah. you get instructions now, and it has to be put together, right? I mean, what's that? Yeah. What's that? You know what I mean? I, I, like you say with Lego, it's all about imagination. You know, and that's yeah. that's. Do you remember? Really... Uh, do you remember Meccano? Oh yeah, Meccano. I remember the Meccano set. I never had any instructions. That just used to sort of, I don't know, just go and go off on your own, didn't you? And just. Make what you can, make what you can out of it. Yeah. It was like engineers. It's for engineers, that though, because it all had to kind of move together, didn't it? Like, I don't know. I was building walls. I, I wasn't very good at it, really. You should build towers. Just towers, big towers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say, it's memories. And obviously, if you want to get down there to to to, uh, to Earlham uh, Library and, and build a, a mini Willows or a mini AJ Bell Stadium, take a picture for us and we'll, uh, we'll retweet it. So that was the news uh, coming out of the club and what we'll do now, we'll look back at what our amateur sides did this week with Paul and then preview the whole game Friday.
Right, we'll start this week's amateur report with the national conference leagues as we usually do. The first results were on Saturday the 29th of July, Rochdale Mayfield had a tough trip to Cumbria to face Kells. We were around about the same position in the table, a couple of points behind Mayfield, but Mayfield come away with a good result. They won by 20 points to 18. Uh, former Swinton and Rochdale Hornet star Wayne English weighed in with two tries. So that victory keeps Rochdale Mayfield fourth in the table. He's just a point behind Waff Brown now, who are in third and Thato Heath Crusaders, who are second. Siddall atop. They're uh, seven points clear of Mayfield. They've won 15 out of their 17 games, so they're uh, going to storm this season. But a good result for Mayfield away from home in the Premier Division. Moving on to Division 2, it was another bad day for Salford City Roosters. They went down by 80 points to nil at home to Alton. Struggling again for numbers. They only had 16, uh, 16 players in that, that squad on, on Saturday, but it was a valiant effort from the hooker. Lee Salisbury had a great game, I believe, for uh, for Salford City Roosters. And uh, no, our commiserations to them, and I'm sure they're going to bounce back soon, but another, another tough result for them. In Division 3, Eastmore Dragons 12, Oldham St Anne's 22, a good victory there for St Anne's. The fixtures for this week in Division 3, the St Anne's play Friday night, they're away at Wollstone Rovers on Friday night, the 4th of August. The rest of the result, the fixtures were played on Saturday, uh, the 5th of August. Rochdale Mayfield played the Waffborough Hornets in the Premier Division. In Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers play Farnhill Trojans, Salford City Roosters play Crossfields, and in Division 3, Waterhead Warriors play Dewsbury Celtic. About the North West Men's League, there's not so much results and fixtures this week, but I'll give you what I have got. In Division 1, on Saturday the 29th of July, Folly Lane, cracking match there. They've won away from home against the Halton Farm of Hornets by 34 points to 30. In Division 2, Rochdale Mayfield, A28, Berry Broncos, 4. Witness Tigers, 32. Manchester Rangers, 42. In Division 3, Crossfields A40, Rochdale Cobras 20, and Fitton Hill Bulldogs nil, Wigan Bulldogs 24. In Division 5, Berry Broncos A12, Wigan Springview 38. And the fixtures for this week, all these games are going to be played on Saturday, the 5th of August. It's Division 1, Folly Lane against Goldborn Parkside. Division 2, Bold Miners against Manchester Rangers, Berry Broncos against Witness Tigers, and Lee East A against Rochdale Mayfield A. In Division 3, Fitton Hill Bulldogs play Crossfields. A. Oldham St. Anne's A play Eccleston Lions. Wigan St. Cuthbert's play Rochdale Cobras. In Division 4, Little Hulton Reds play the Caddyshead Rhinos. Langworthy Reds play Colchef Eagles. Manchester Rangers A play the Ryland Sharks A. And Wollstone Rovers A play West Horton Lions. And finally, in Division 5, Clockface Miners A play Berry Broncos A. Garswood Stags play Saddleworth Rangers. And Wigan Springview play the Bolton Mets. The Rugby Football League is inviting nominations for its 2017 Community Awards, which will be made up of the Betfred, which will be made, sorry, at the Betfred Super League Grand Final at Old Trafford on Saturday, the 7th of October. The categories are follows: Volunteer of the Year, Children's Coach of the Year, Adult Match Official of the Year, Young Match Official of the Year, Coach of the Year, Grounds Person of the Year, and the Sky Try Award, which is a community award. These nominations close at 5 p.m. on Friday, the 25th of August. So I presume you just contact. There's no contact details yet. I presume you just contact the Rugby Football League if you want to do some nominations for that. And now the Wheelchair World Cup. I'll give you some results um, a few weeks ago. I think it was last week. we give you some of the group game scores. I've got the rest of the results that we've carried out this week in that. In Group A, France beat Wales 118 points to 10. Big, big score there. England beat Australia 80 points to 26. That was a Group A game. Group B, Spain beat Scotland by 54 points to 18. The qualifying quarter-final, Italy beat Wales by 108 points to 24. The semi-finals, England 78, Australia 36. The fifth-place final was Wales 66, Spain 45 and in the final France beat England by 38 points to 34 so some cracking games by the sound of it there some big points scores as well but congratulations to France they uh, they won the tournament 
Well, I know this isn't amateur news, but just I'd like to uh, pass my congratulations on to York City Knights. They had a great win on uh, on Sunday, beating the Toronto Wolfpack in the Kingston Press League One. Uh, the Super 8 uh, round one they beat the Toronto Wolfpack by 26 points to 16 so a great result for there for York City and you know Toronto have been wiping the floor with everybody you know this season they've won the first 15 out of 15 that's their first defeat of the season great result for York and I know uh, Chris Brining our very own Chris Brining's a ex-York lad so I'm sure he'll be pleased with that one so uh, congratulations to them and best of luck in the rest of the season in their Super 8 campaign well, finally this week, Lancashire have confirmed a 49-player train-on squad ahead of Autumn's Barlet Tri-Series Under-17s Championship. And some of our local lads have been selected. Josh Grundy, Paul Momo, and of Carryhead Rhinos. I hope I've got his name right, Paul. I'm sorry if I haven't. Um, Jack Sharkett and Cameron Baker of Folly Lane. Harry Ashworth of Oldham St. Anne's. Jackson Kelly of Rochdale Mayfield. Billy England, Jack Harrison Brown of Saddleworth Rangers. Kyle Brogan of the Waterhead Royals. All those lads have been selected and congratulations to them. The party selected after trials uh, the Oral St James will be whittled back further in due course coaches Kev Jackson Pete Eccles and Dave Yates meanwhile will conduct the squad's first training session on Wednesday the 2nd of August at Oral St James so best of luck to all our local lads who are involved in that and finally one last bit of uh, amateur news National Conference League bosses have confirmed that they are in discussions with Waterhead following the Oldham's outfit failure to travel to Stanley for last week's game in Division 3 a new date is yet to be set for the game Waterhead had four points deducted early in the season for feeling eligible players so, you know, we wish Waterhead all the best there. You know, a good, proud Oldham club, and we hope we get things sorted out because we don't want to be losing teams. But that's it, that's all I've got for you this week. I'll uh, catch you all at Hull on Friday. Twenty-four hours a day. Radio contact. Salford Red Devils travel to Hull FC at the KC Stadium on Friday night, Paul. Their first game in the Super 8 qualifiers. So excited. Yeah, really excited. I like going to Hull. It's, it's a tremendous stadium. Really good stadium. There's always good atmosphere there as well. They get good, good parties on following behind them there at Hull. I mean, there's not a lot going on at that neck of the woods really, isn't there? You've got obviously the whole City Tigers now, aren't they? But they used to sort of be in the lower leagues, didn't they? They just sort of come up the last few years. So it's really a rugby sort of rugby league sort of place in the whole car and pull up the rugby mad. So, uh, so yeah, it's a good place to go. They always get behind them and they always uh, tend to get on the referees back as well, don't they? So you've got to uh, you've got to get there and perform. We've not got the best record there, Rob, to be honest. But uh, yeah, going on the, the form of this season, we've. We, we, we did really well there away from home against them in the league obviously they got a win at our place so, uh, so it's all on yeah I got that wrong though it's not qualifiers we're in the top 8 now different different yeah. kind of fish I um, keep calling it middle 8 yeah but it's what you know it's where we want to be as a club Paul and the next 7 games will will show where we are and where we're going yeah the semi-final was a, was a taster on where we where we want to be and where we've got to go and for me we need the next 7 games just to be like that Definitely, yeah, and there's another chance for that that semi final, Rob. I mean, if you look at the, the league table at the moment, I think you're going to say Castleford are going to finish in the top two. I would say probably top. Uh, then you've got Leeds, who are second, Hull third, and we're fourth. You're probably looking at those three. I'd say are probably going to be up there, really challenging for it. You know, going off form. That leaves one place for us 
Wigan and St. Helens who are, who are breathing down our necks now. And I think it's going to be very tough for us to defend and keep off, you know, Wigan and St. Helens from behind us. But, you know, with a bit of luck and we can hit the ground running and get a couple of wins in the first few games, I, th- I think we can. I think because Wigan are going to have the minds on Wembley as well. That's going to be at the back of their minds in the next few weeks. And we play Wigan the week before the cup final as well. So, um, so yeah, it's all to play for. I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns in this, this Super 8. You know, it's going to be intense rugby league every week. You've obviously got Huddersfield and Wakefield in there as well. And I think Huddersfield have come into the Super 8 on, on real form, so they're going to be noble. You really can't take them lightly. We all know about Wakefield. We've been twice already this season. So, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to Friday night. I think it's going to be a good benchmark to see where we are. I mean, Hull had an excellent win against Leeds in the semi final on, on Saturday. And they looked uh, pretty good on Saturday. They've got they're a big side, aren't they? They've got sort of big, big backs, big centre, big three quarter line. And, uh, you know, we have to be on our guard on Friday night. Yeah, I think it's so important as well that us fans stay behind them. Obviously, these, these next seven games, uncharted waters for our club, and other teams will, will go up a gate, and it's up to us to, to reach that. If, obviously, the players can't get there because they're in this lurving curve, let's not get on the backs, Paul. You know what I mean? This, is, this should be a celebration, shouldn't it, of, of our season and what we've achieved. Let's not, let's not finish on a, you know, a, a sour note. No, no, you've got to get behind the side. You've got to get behind them every week now, haven't we? And uh, like I said before, we're fourth place. We're fourth in the league now. It's in our hands, really, isn't it? I mean, we've not got a catch team. We're not playing catch-up. It's not like we've... You know, we look at Witness and Wakefield last season. They sort of scraped into the, the Super 8s, didn't they? But there was always an arm length from all the other sides. So a lot of their games were dead rubbers, really, because they were too far behind, weren't they? But if you look at the Super 8s this time, um, even um, Huddersfield and, and Wigan, who was 8th and 7th, I think, if my memory serves me right, They've got a chance of getting in the top four. Every side that's in it's got something to play for because the gap is that small now. So I think every week, certainly for the first few games anyway, it's going to be really intense because we're all battling to, to, to get in that, that top four. So I don't see why not, Rob. I mean, we've finished fourth over the, the first 23 rounds and that, to me that's an achievement because we've been the fourth best side in the league. You know, we, we've, we've won games consistently on a consistent basis so we've just got to take that over with us now. I know... We've not done well the last few weeks, and obviously for one thing, one reason or another, but we've got to put that right now, and I suppose this is going to be a real benchmark now to see whether we can. Yeah, it's where we find another gear, it's where we find you know where the players are and where they want to go. I- I'm sure they'll take the semi-final defeat you know, the correct way, and I'm seeing a, a good, strong, Super 8 performance and, and campaign, and-, and that's what us fans want. We want to be able to you know, be proud of-, of the efforts that they put in so far, and hopefully more to come. Do you think we can find this other gear, Rob? Yes. Do you think we can make that for? Well, yes, I think so. Uh, after, the, well, after the semi-final defeat, you know, they're going to look at that and they're going to think, well, this is where we need to be. And it, and for me, you brought McCarthy in and you brought Manu Vatau in, and you know they've added extra to our squad, haven't they, Paul? Injuries have hurt us a bit, which is fine. Yeah. But you know, we want to. We want a club that want to be in the top eight every year, and if we want to be in the top eight, we have to start performing like a top eight club. It's as simple as that. Yeah, we certainly do, yeah, we certainly do. I mean, I'm with you, I, th- I think we can make the top four, I really, really believe that. You know, I don't know whether all our supporters do, you mean, people probably probably doubt us and say you won't, and you've got people who probably say, yeah, you will, probably a bit divided on that one. But uh, to me, the, the most, the important thing now is, I think the only thing that might scupper us a bit now is his um, injuries, I think, because we are really light, the team's light at the moment, and you know, there's, there's, there's big players missing. Like I said before, there's guys who probably aren't going to play again this season. And, you know, we've picked up a few more injuries now. Taz has got suspended. So you're down on numbers, aren't you? And it only takes a couple more players to get injured in the next couple of games and we really are going to be scuppered. So uh, let's hope Robert Lewis comes back in. Let's hope um, 
he's fully fit and he's not going to have any more uh, any more niggles and, and what have you. And obviously Craig Copjet came back on 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 Sunday, so he's back in the mix now as well. So and I don't think Chris Bryan is far off. I was you know, speaking to him the other week. I think he's got another couple of weeks and he should be back in contention because we've missed Chris as well. I think, like you said before about Morgan Tompkins, <clears throat> it's a big weight on Morgan to be the only recognised hooker. Really, I mean. Josh Wood's not really been selected, so a lot has been on Logan's shoulders there. You miss that patience from Chris Bryan, certainly. Yeah, I think it, it gives the opportunity for the fringe players in the squad to come in and make a name for themselves. Top eight, top eight playoffs. You know, this season, Paul, will go down in history for this club. And if you if you got an opportunity to to come in and take it to the next level and write yourself into into Salford folklore, you're going to take the chance, are you? Certainly, certainly, yeah. And like you said about those fringe players, I mean, I don't want to call Jake Bibby a fringe player because I don't think he is. I think Jake Bibby's the first team and he, he was a bit unfortunate that he missed out on, on, on Sunday. But I'm sure he'll get his opportunity again because I think Junior Sal's got a hamstring injury now, so I'm, I'm doubtful whether he's going to play on there on, on Friday. It'd be interesting to see him watch the 19-man squad so he could find Jake back in there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, if Adam Wall's not in there this week, I expected him to be in against Lee, actually, and he wasn't, and he wasn't selected against Wigan, so I would, would have thought Adam will go in, perhaps to replace Lama Tarzan. You've got Daniel Murray there, who's not put a foot wrong this season, I would I'd expect him to be in contention the next few weeks, so we have got the youngsters, you know, Josh Wood as well, he's not, we've not really seen much of Josh over the last month or two, so I would, I would expect him to, uh, to get his chance as well, so we can see how far these young lads have gone, and we know how well they've done this season, you know, they're going to get game time now against it's good sides, aren't they? And that that's going to give them a lot of experience. It's going to uh, going to take them forward in the future. Yeah, Hull are a very good side, Paul. Uh, Wembley Challenge Cup winners back at Wembley again this year. You know, who, who do we look out for as their danger men? So the honest, we've obviously quite, quite a lot to look out for. If you look at the sides that they put out against uh, against Leeds Rhinos in the semi final, I watched a bit of it back. It was actually it was more or less their one to thirteen. I think you know going for squad numbers, they are down as we. Yep, it's their 1-13 that played on Saturday, apart from Seeker Manu, who was the second row, he's number 21. So they had more or less, you know, all the players at their disposal there. Jamie Charlotte, fullback, you know, we know all about him, he's an excellent player. Josh Griffin, ex-Salford in there as well. I particularly like the halfbacks, Kelly and Sneed. They've got that team of our view plays in the centre, but he can also play at stand-up. But they've got some good forwards as well, Liam Watts. I think he's been really um, impressive in the games I've seen uh, this season. I mean, I know that home game we played in the, the AJ Bell. He's playing like a standoff you know, in that game. He really, really ran the game well. Danny Hout with a hooker. And, uh, another guy who always seems to have a good game against us is that Mark Minicello. He seems to work really hard. So they've got some, some really talented players. And on paper, they've probably got one of the best squads in the league, I'd say. You know, really, really powerful squad. And they'll have a really, really tough bench as well. But just going back to them, they're in the Challenge Cup final now. It's, it's how they... How they sort of react now, what they've been doing this week, hopefully for us, they've been on a pop all week and uh, you know, had a few days out on that, and, but I'm, I'm sure they won't really leave after to, I like to leave after, I think he's a good coach and I'm sure he'll be saying to them, you know, let's keep our heads on now because I know last season they got to the cup final, I think they took the foot off the gas in the top eight, didn't they, so I don't think they'll make that mistake again. Yeah, give us your, your score prediction uh, for the game on Friday. Hang on, going back really the league, it's fast. There you go. I think we'll find it. Only on the back page. Uh, I have gone for Hull FC 22, Salford Red Devils 31. 22 31. Uh, I'm going to go Hull FC 10, Salford Red Devils 24. 24 10. 14 point gap. 
You didn't ask me who was going to drop me golf. Who was going to drop me golf off? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Michael Dobson. <laughs> Michael Dobson for about 40 yards out. Yeah. That's good. Ex-OKR man. Yeah. That'll, that'll be good, won't it? Can you imagine that? That'll be great. Yeah. And then we'd obviously beating uh, beating whole double doing a double over them for this season. That'll be a, a way for home. That'll be great. So this is the end of another Dev Under Detail podcast. It's been a great show, but finally we've got to a thousand likes on our Facebook page, Paul. What a great achievement! Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been really exciting. I've noticed it the last few weeks sort of creep up and noticed a couple of hours ago it was on 999. So, yeah, it's great to get over a thousand. And uh, thanks to all the people who tune in and send all the stuff because we couldn't really do it without them. Could be texting in a manager. Yeah, I suppose we didn't really do too much. All the people that, that like the page, it's their you know, ability to, to share us to their friends and, and them to like it as well. It's, it's great, you know, seeing it grow from. You know, one person at the very beginning to a thousand over the last three years. You know, it's it's it really is, really is brilliant. I can't thank everyone enough uh, for you know listening and and interacting with us every week because that's what it's all about. The podcast, it's all about interaction uh, with the fans, isn't it? Yeah, of course. At the end of the day, Rob, we're we supporters, aren't we? And, and um, you know, it's made by supporters for supporters, and that's what it's for. It's they're, they're the important people. You know, get any information to them, and you know. It's great when they interact with us, isn't it? And it's great to see everybody at the games and all that. So, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I'm chuffed for that, mate. Yeah, big thanks, everyone, uh, to get us over the line. Hopefully, next uh, next step is uh, 1,100 and beyond. And, you know, who knows where how far we can go. The club's got, is it, 26,000 Facebook uh, followers. You know, one day we could get there. Yeah, you never know. I thought you were going to say next stop 2,000 there, not 1,100. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, why not? Yeah, just keep sharing. I mean, that's how we how people have done it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's through the, the listeners, isn't it? Sharing it to their friends and they share it to them. I mean, that's how it works. It's sort of social media, doesn't it? One person shares it and it goes viral, as they say, don't they? So, uh, so yeah, great work, that mean. Yeah, big thanks uh, for tuning in this week's uh, Dev on the Detail podcast. It's been a great show, on not it, Paul? Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit down in the beak at the start of the show, but you... Uh, you waved your magic wand and perked me up a bit now, mate. So I'm looking forward to Friday. Cool. Uh, just, just for record, the uh, the, the thousandth person uh, to like the page was Neil Bluer. Uh, so he got us over the line, Paul. Yeah, is he going to come on the show now, then? Well, we're going to try and get hold of him, see if we can get him on. That's part of the deal. Yeah, that's part of the deal, Neil. You've got to come on the show now and speak for Yeah, so get get in touch with us, Neil, and we'll see what we can do for you. So, big thanks to Junior for this week's Devil Detail podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Devil Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you.
24 hours a day. My Radio Contact.